you so much for tuning in. I'll be talking about my recent study on experiences of self-identification, diagnosis and support for adults seeking a late diagnosis of tick disorders in the United Kingdom. So, a little bit about me. My name is Danny Phoenix Kane, aka Tourette Researcher, a PhD student from the University of Hertfordshire. The recognition of ticks and tick disorders in adulthood is very important to me, being neurodivergent and having a tick disorder myself. As such, I've dedicated my PhD to this area. This study is one of several I'm conducting into ticks in adulthood. Setting the scene, tick disorders are often considered a disorder of childhood that diminishes over time during adolescence and into adulthood. However, a growing body of research and lived experience, me included, suggests that ticks can persist longer, usually in a milder form, and that recurrence of symptomology after asymptomatic periods is common. As such, I launched an online survey to understand from UK adults with tick symptomology three key aspects. One, what their experiences and opinions are regarding their tics. Two, the process and reasoning for obtaining a diagnosis and or self-identifying with a tic disorder. And three, what post-identification support and validation they received. The participants themselves needed to be over 18 and resident in the UK when they sought a diagnosis or self-identified. This was to home in on the adulthood experience and late diagnosis. The survey attracted 42 participants from across the UK. Their ages ranged from 18 to 68, with a mean age of 36 years. The three-part survey, consisting of multiple choice and open-ended questions, captured the socio-demographic characteristics of the participants, the exploration of the participants' tics, such as their history, severity and impact on life, captured by a variety of measurement scales, such as the adult tick questionnaire, acceptance and action tick-specific questionnaire, and the daily interference scale. And finally, the participants' diagnostic or self-identifying journey and the post-identification support and impact. So, what did we find out? Of our cohort, 76% received a diagnosis of a tick disorder in adulthood, with the remaining 24% either still proceeding or exiting diagnosis, or indeed having reasons to only self-identify. The time to obtain a confirmed diagnosis was widely ranging, with most, 38%, having a journey of more than one year. The results reported that the adult participants had a variety of motor and vocal tics, and most, 88%, had at least one co-occurring condition. Higher levels on the acceptance and action scale were found to be significantly correlated with the total frequency, intensity and severity of motor tics, but was not for vocal tics. Higher levels were significantly negatively correlated with age and positively correlated with daily interference. Those that sought a diagnosis generally did so to get a better understanding of themselves, to receive medical intervention or validation. Self-identified participants quoted fear of dismissal, long waiting lists and a lack of understanding from the healthcare professions as reasons for self-identifying. Nearly all the adults surveyed were extremely dissatisfied with the diagnostic process, information provided and availability of diagnostic support. I hope the findings of this study will highlight both improvements to and best practice of diagnostic pathways.
It also highlights the need for professionals and clinicians to understand how to support adults seeking a late diagnosis.